With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Are you searching for the best in online black radio? Then go to blacktalkradionetwork.com. Helping you filter through the noise. Real talk. Black talk. Belly Majinga died of coronavirus 14 days after a man who said he had COVID-19 spat on her while she was working at Victoria Rail Station. Well, British Transport Police are now trying to trace the man and her family say her employer needs to be questioned or why someone with underlying health issues was working on the Concorde without PPE as Belly suffered from respiratory problems. Well, Belly's cousin, Agnes Ntumba, joins us now. Good morning to you, Agnes. And first of all, on behalf of everybody here, our deepest condolences to you and your family on this absolutely appalling, I would say tragedy, but it's worse than that. This, this seems to me to be a murder. This is somebody who said they had COVID-19 deliberately spitting at your cousin, infecting her and her colleague, and your cousin is now dead. I mean, that's yeah. murder to me. It is. It is. It's very stressful for all of us in the family. Um, when you... When you heard the details of what had happened and how your cousin had got infected, how did that make you feel? Disgusting. How can somebody, a human being, react in that way to another human being? It's insane. It's not right. Agnes, it was the day before the lockdown, March the 22nd, when your cousin was at work, wasn't she? She was on the concourse at Victoria train station. She was with a colleague. What did she tell you about what this man said and why he did what he did? No, first of all, Belly Mujinga normally works inside in the ticket office. Mm. But the team leader that day decided to put her to work in the concourse. She mentioned that she'd got health condition, but they didn't take any notice. They went to work. Somebody approached to them and said, why are you here? They said, we are working. And he said, you shouldn't be working. They said, we need, we need to work. It's our duty. And he said, look, I've got corona. And then I, he just spotted them and walked away. They went back to the manager to tell the manager that somebody has just spotted, spot on us. Absolutely. And no, nothing was done. Absolutely horrendous. Tell me about your cousin. What kind of woman was she? She was a lovely woman, happy, caring, and she'll stand for anybody. She will stand for anybody. And she really looking after her family. When she was um, there, she is with her, with her husband. When she was spat on, did she report it to the police? Did she consider it to be an assault that should immediately be 
notified? Did anybody call the police? No, she was afraid. She was very worried about it, but she didn't make any anything forward to go and report it to the police. And I think it was the work duty to do that when it just happened, but nothing has been done. She then became ill after she was spat on. What, yes. what symptoms did she show in the first place? She was coughing a lot and she was always cold and very weak. And then she went into hospital? Yes, on Thursday morning she called me, she wanted a lot of take because she one of the remedies. And at 3 o'clock, 3 p.m., she called me back to say I'm in the hospital. And she'd been treated with oxygen and some drips. I think it was antibiotics. She leaves behind her husband and her 11-year-old daughter. How, how are they doing? It's difficult to cope at the moment. They are very... They can feel now that somebody missing. And it's very difficult, especially to the young girl. And we don't know yet who did this, but what are your thoughts about what that person did? I'm thinking it's, it's not right, it's wrong. And he needs to be put on in jail or do his sentence. It's not right. No, it's not right. It's an absolute disgrace. It's one of the most sickening stories that I can remember throughout this entire crisis. And the yeah. fact that your cousin was going about her work for others, trying to keep the transport system running and right. was doing so in such a diligent, dutiful way. And the fact that somebody has just come up and deliberately yeah. spat COVID-19 into her face and she's now dead is an absolute disgrace. And I can only say how sorry we are to you and to your family for what's happened and to stress that we will be doing all we can to highlight this story until the person who did it is caught and brought to justice. Context of white supremacy. Gusty Renegade in for another broadcast, hopefully to share constructive information on the system of white supremacy. Today's date, Sunday, May 17, 2020. So I have been told... Wow. Uh, Belly Muhinga, victim of white supremacy. We just talked about that report uh, this past Tuesday when we had Toyin Abegtu uh, on the program uh, this past Tuesday, just a couple days ago. Said we have been doing our international flex uh, for the past week at least uh, for the context of white supremacy and the so called global COVID crisis. Uh, which will continue in terms of our flex globally. Uh, so they have announced Brazil now in the top five, not that it's a contest uh, in terms of COVID-19 cases, deaths. Uh, they had announced last week that it was a hot spot. I've been saying for about the last week, 10 days uh, in the Western Hemisphere, United States, Brazil, those are the two locations by far. It's not even close with the most most deaths from the coronavirus. Those also happen to be the two locations with the highest populations of black people by far in the Western Hemisphere. No coincidence.
I could be in error. Uh, we have said for a long time, system of racism, white supremacy is global. Definitely, we should be making an effort to talk about racism, white supremacy as a global problem. They have been saying COVID-19, the Corona crisis, global pandemic. People are responding all over the world and closing borders and trying to get protective gear and all the rest of it running out of supplies at the grocery store. I don't know if they've got armed white people in the streets everywhere. That seems like it's just a U.S. thing, but we'll see. Uh, Super important, I think, with all of the suspicion and doubt, conspiracies and everything else that is rampant during all of this, I think, to be able to share information globally so we can get different perspectives. We can contrast how people are dealing with this, how they're going through the reopening process, what information uh, is being presented in their areas about, you know, what is happening uh, with this virus. So really hoping that we can uh, or. Beyond all that, I am super appreciative, one, of folks taking time out of their schedule in the middle of all of this uh, chaos to chat it up with us. But I just I see a supreme value uh, on these types of discussions. I felt that way before the crisis, but now like, wow. And in particular, man, we did our global Sunday broadcast in March. At that time. Things had just begun to get serious in the United States. We just started having things locked down. I don't even think we were under a state issued stay at home order at the time we did our global Sunday talk. Boris Johnson had just come out and said, we're not doing all that lockdown stuff. That's crazy. We're not ruining the British economy. You know what? All they can do all that in the States and elsewhere and blah, blah, blah. And all the rest of it. We were right here. We just talked about it. Man, how things changed just in 30 days. We didn't get to do this program last month. Uh, I was sad about that. But man, in just in 30 days, it went from that to, oh, my God, we think Boris Johnson might die from the Rona and lockdown. We got to shut the pubs and everything. I mean, drastic. It has just been amazing uh, seeing how quickly things have changed. And, and then all the rife confusion and conspiracies and 5G and all the rest of it uh, again. Super excited to have our guests on the program uh, from around the globe. Take advantage and ask questions for folks in the States. The number to dial is 605-313-5164. The code 564-943-POUND. Press star 61 if you would like to participate. 605-313-5164. Five one six four. The code five six four five four. Excuse five six four nine four three pound is the code. Take advantage. Get your questions in uh, if you would like to chat it up with some of our folks from around the globe. We will get right to it. Try to cover as much as we can at the time we have uh, our folks with us. This is not our normal long broadcast, so I believe we should have uh, Mary with us live in the UK. It's been a minute. So glad to have you. Are you with us, Mary? Oh, not hearing. Are you able to hear? Are you there, Mary? Are you there? Can you hear? Yikes, yikes. Not being... Not hearing Mary. I'm not sure if your your line is muted, but we're not hearing you. I'll see if we lost you on the line. Let's see. 
Uh, I heard Andrew already. Let's see. Do our little sound checks here. Andrew, are you with us? Go down the row and check here. Since time began, oh, so, we got Mary. Is that you, Mary? No, that wasn't Mary. That that's just a um, uh, that, that was a my um, my, my other half. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> good evening to her, too. Hope she's safe and enjoying her Sunday evening. Uh, greetings, Andrew. So good to hear from you. Uh, again, uh, let me sound check everybody and then I will hush and let you all kind of share your thoughts on what the heck has transpired uh, since we last spoke with everyone. So that's one person. Check. We got Andrew. Let's see. Oh, Sorry, I am here. oh, we got her. We got Mary. Wonderful. So good to have you back. So our first two participants that we've heard, they are both in the UK. Try and make sure I give a geographic stamp. Uh, for where they are and it's a little after 8 p.m. for them so not too late we hope uh let's see uh african 1884 are you with us not hearing them yet not hearing We'll double check and see, make sure we have them with us. African 1884. I thought I had them on the line here. We'll double check, though. Uh, uh, June Allen, are you with us? JuneAllen.net. She's been a guest on the program before. JuneAllen.net. Visit the website. Uh, June Allen, are you with us, ma'am? Yes. Hi, Gus. Hi. Greetings, everybody. Greetings, greetings. So good to hear from you. Hope you're. Yeah, you too. It's been a minute, guys. It's I been know, a minute. I know, I know. So excited to hear from you all. Hope everyone is safe and well. Um, yeah, I was determined to make this one. Glad that you did. Hope it'll be worthy of your time and energy. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Is is Jude with us? He's not with us. Oh, he's not with us. Let's see. All right. So we'll try it again. Seemed like we got dropped out. We'll try it again and see if we can get the rest of our folks with us uh, while we are oh thought we had them and then we didn't I'll try again in the meantime while we're getting the rest of our folks I don't know if it's difficulty with the line or something else uh, so in the meantime the three folks that we do have with us they're all in the uh, UK um, as I said, things have changed drastically. Andrew with WZA was with us uh, in March and uh, Mary actually wrote us some thoughts about what was happening in the UK at that time. Things weren't that serious. It has escalated drastically. Um, wow. Let's see. We did not hear from June Allen uh, the first time around uh, in March. So we'll start there. Uh, what are your thoughts on where things are now? I guess if you can kind of let us know uh, where you all are in the so-called reopening process, uh, I guess make sure I don't make any assumptions. Do you think there is a virus? And then just your thoughts on what's been transpiring thus far. Uh, yeah, greetings, everybody. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's hard to kind of, you know, to say that there isn't, a virus because obviously there's been a lot of um stuff going on in the in the media and stuff especially with this recent one with with um you know with the uh, with belly you know the lady that was uh was murdered essentially um 
yeah, the lady that was working in Victoria. So, I mean, I, I think there is something, I think there is a virus. I think there is something there. Um, but I, I think that the numbers and stuff are being manipulated. Um, there's been loads of reports about, you know, the, the numbers being inflated. Um, and, you know, people are putting things on people's death certificates and all of that kind of stuff that don't, it just, it just doesn't add up. It just doesn't add up. Um, but at the same time, I also understand that living under the system of racism, um, you know, we are going to be more susceptible because we're not getting the care. We're not getting the care. And, it, you know, we are dying in the in, in the UK disproportionately, um, just like everywhere else. And it, it's because they're not getting the care. It's got nothing to do with there's something genetically wrong with us while we're getting it or anything any more than anybody else. It's because we're not getting the care that we're supposed to get. Um so yeah, it's been it's been um, it's been pretty crazy. I mean, they're trying to um, they're trying to organise things now to get the younger children um, to start to go back to school, and they're trying to you know trying to make it safe, so called safe for people to go back to school. But they just you know there's just a lack of trust, um, and I've seen on on um, a lot of the. They're coming out every day and kind of talking to the public about what's going on with updates and all this kind of stuff. And I've seen quite a few people asking them questions about what they're going to do to protect black and ethnic minorities because we are dying disproportionately. And I don't know if anyone else has heard anything, but for me personally, I haven't heard anything concrete about what they're going to do to protect us. So as far as I'm concerned, they, they don't really... They don't really seem that concerned. They're not. They're not telling black and ethnic minority people to behave any differently. They're still telling everybody to go back to work as normal, or you know, they're still telling them to just to do what they're doing. So, you know, to me, it sounds like they're not. They don't really seem that bothered. You know, I've not. I don't know if anybody else has heard anything any different, but I haven't heard anything anything different other than oh we're waiting for research to come out we're waiting to hear from somebody they're just passing the buck but nobody's come out with anything concrete nobody's come out with Can anything I concrete I think that's I mean, is, that you, is that you Mary it's you. oh okay yes ma'am oh if you could uh, speak up maybe just to make sure we can hear you clearly okay can you hear me now Yes, ma'am. Can you hear me now? Okay. That's my good. whole thing is, why would they, why would they try to find the solution for something that they don't care about? I mean, if you look at the statistics of death year on year, there is not really too much of a rise. And if you're being encouraged not to go to hospital to keep the NHS safe, but you notice they never say anything about keeping yourself and the NHS safe. They're talking about not pressurizing the NHS. So people are going to stay at home and die rather than going to the hospital where they may contract it or where they may not be cared for. And they're just going to die at home. So if you're looking at a population of, say, 66 plus million people and 500 have died in a week, it's not really that remarkable. And if it's a black person dying... If you notice that they're not talking about how to solve it, then why would it be assumed that it's a problem for them? It's a gift horse that you're going to die. People who don't like you and who don't care for you don't care that you're dying. It's, in fact, a, um, a gift horse. 
it's like we're gonna get rid of you know the negro problem and this disease is is a is a great thing but not only that there's a architecture behind this whole thing if you find that a black person has it then you're going to do less to save them because they don't respect care or anything else about your life you have no right to life and and that is exactly i think what we've been seeing and one of the most well heartbreaking and prominent deaths has been the death of english rapper tai he was admitted into hospital at the beginning of april and he died you know a little over a week ago and they suspect it's covid but we don't actually know because they'll just make up covid as an excuse put that on your certificate and it may be completely unrelated and you could maybe see that it's to their advantage to conflate the effects of this disease in order to do what they're doing and that's to put the public in such a state of uh such a state of a tailspin that no one really knows what to do and people are going to be believe what's going on around them without critically thinking and then whilst this disease is going on and whilst it's affecting who it's affecting because let's face it they're not going to treat black people they're slowly chipping away at making a vaccination and trying to basically infect the whole world with that without you actually looking at natural remedies and I saw an, an interesting article about a um uh, an elixir or tonic that was being rejected because it was made by Africans. I don't know if anyone else has, has seen that. So I know I've gone all around the world with what I'm saying, but the point is that if it's affecting us more than anyone else, as they claim, because let's face it, they will murder you in hospital. If it's affecting us more than anyone else, why would they care about that? If they're going to be loving, you know? They're, they're going to be absolutely loving that. If they're not talking about a solution or it's affecting black people more than any other group and we're going to do this to combat it, then you know what it is. And that's just my way of saying that they don't care and don't expect them to care. Don't be surprised that they don't care. Why are we still talking about that from that point of view that, you know, that they should care, they're not going to care and, and and I'm not even going to say black and ethnic minority I don't care about any other group I'm just talking about black people, let everyone else do what they need to do because they never stand up for us anyway, but when it comes to us as black people they don't care and that's what we need to combat against That was Mary, also like I said, all of our guests in the UK uh We'll get Andrew last. I'm still trying to see if we can nab our other folks. Andrew was with us in March. My, how things have changed since uh, since we spoke to him last time around. It's incredible. Uh, Andrew. Yeah. Um, hi, Gus. Uh, good to be on the show. Um, yeah. Um, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's an interesting one here. Um, you know, I mean, uh, you know, okay. So, Thank God, um, in this country, um, some of our relatives, elderly relatives, have left and gone back to Africa or gone back to the Caribbean before the lockdown. I've got a great aunt who's, I would say, safely in Jamaica, because I'm looking at the map now. Jamaica's had 
nine deaths according to this one here right um so it seems to me that it's safer to be in black countries at the moment um for black people <laughs> it's safer for if we can if we got out before this lockdown it's safer to be in africa or in the caribbean going by if we believe the death uh toll we can't believe the one in england because this all fabricated because it's only recently they started counting the deaths in elderly people's homes right so, so 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 you know you know whatever the death toll is here god knows to be quite i think it's something like 34 no, 44000 deaths at the moment um but you know um the, the, see the other thing is this um some you know some people like to say um in africa they've not reached the peak yet that is that that is you know, we're waiting to see that but again thank god the death toll all over the continent is of africa is is actually relative to 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 america relative to to europe it's, it's actually quite low um so um thank god jamaica started locking down very early um it's, it seems to be at the moment quite a safe place for for our elderly people to be in this country here where we are the uk um uh you know quite you, you, you know um no they don't care about us and that you know and that's normal that's to be expected i'd be very surprised if they actually did care if they actually did do anything to help us um so it comes down to how are we going to help ourselves and that's the way it should be actually the way it should be is how are we going to help ourselves in you know i mean never expect a racist or set a racist to help you with anything all right i don't so um the fact that um uh the fact that uh, that sister got spat on she went to her line manager but that that sister that got spat on right she normally apparently she normally works um behind the desk um i've been told that she went out um they they told her to go and wait to go and work outside she apparently said that she doesn't want to they sent her there anyway when this man spanner she went back and spoke to her line manager the line manager basically said ah go away don't worry about it um she went home told her husband what had happened which was good um and then she died a few weeks later or whatever you know um but that's all normal stuff you know i, I don't no, none of that is to be so you shouldn't get surprised about any of that for me right what we need to do if if we believe if we believe that there's a virus and i believe there is i've got a friend who's a chemist and who is working in hospital dealing with this literally dealing with these with these people that are dying right so there is there you know there is a a, a virus i've heard different people talk about 5g as being connected with it and whatever whatever have you that may or may not be true right but the bottom line is there is a virus right now right that that is that's a fact um question is what can we do for ourselves it doesn't help if you've got diabetes and high blood pressure right so so a lot of it comes down to our health how do we as african heritage people what do we eat and how much do we exercise and how much do we look after our bodies how much do we look after our minds are we well mentally living in white countries well i know that i, I know that we're not i know that very few of us are mentally well living in white countries white people will tell you that and it's the truth we're not mentally well living here we're more mentally well living in african black countries 
than we are living here. That's that's a fact. White people, I've, I've seen it on white websites, and it's true. Um, the longer we stay here is the more unhealthy we are and the more susceptible we are to things like this and things to come as well and things that are being designed by some some Chinese person or by some white person some in some lab somewhere. So we've got to look after our health, our mental states, and we've got to train all of our people to do this as well, hmm. which means, means eating better food, exercise, going running, and looking after ourselves. You know, and, and, and that, don't get me wrong, you still get shot down by, by a white man in the street, but at least, uh, at least you won't die of diabetes or high blood pressure. Mm. Mm. Mark Duggins do happen, but yes, we do not have to accelerate that process. Uh, try as best we can make taking care of your health and diet primary aspect of counter racism. We've been saying that quite a bit, even way before all of this. Andrew, let me ask real quick: Does Brazil count as a black uh, nation or black country? No. No, okay. no, not, not as far as I'm concerned. Um, <laughs> you, you've got Africans living there, but but you know, like, like in any country where you find white people, they in, they what they put in place is something called an apartheid system. Other people call it a caste system, like in India. White people came into India and put a caste system there. It's the same thing that they operated in the Caribbean. It's what they operate in the states now—a caste system. Right, it's what they it's what they operate. But anywhere where you find white people, you find Africa, you find black darkies at the bottom and whites at the top, and you find the mulattoes, the half caste people, the, the you know the, the mixed race people, whatever you want to call them, the Indians, China, everyone else is in the middle, right? So what we've got to do is stop whites from coming where we live. Anywhere where we are, we have to stop them from coming there because all they're bringing one way or another over time is some sort of caste system whether it's in south africa you should be should do what idi amin done on, on mugabe even though they had their issues because they were dictators right <laughs> but basically we should need to kick white people out of wherever we live and don't let the chinese in either that, that's just my personal opinion so when you look at brazil right no brazil's controlled by white people and so what you've got to facts what you've got You've got the Africans at the bottom, the blackies at the bottom, the dark you are is the lower down whites will put you, right? And they will put themselves at the top. What I want, the conversation no African has had is why we let them do it. <laughs> well, my, but, my you know. quick answer uh, to that one, because I did want to ask uh, the three of you all a different question, but my quick answer uh, in a system of racism, white supremacy, you could almost fade out right there. Uh, It is very clear uh, who has more power and the individuals classified as white. They have substantially more power, more muscle to do whatever they want anywhere in the known universe. That is what white supremacy means. Uh, That's on display worldwide. I don't know any non-white person in the known universe who has the ability to go tell white people, I'm going to do whatever I want the hell with you all. I'll have to follow your system, finances, none of that. I can do whatever I want anywhere in the known universe. I'm not aware of anybody who has that ability, but I could be wrong. Uh, the question I wanted to ask all three of you, um, well, I guess two questions. Number one, I guess whoever goes first, you can answer this. And then the other folks who answer after you can, you know, share when you started hearing, we started hearing reports about, COVID-19 having a disproportionate impact on black people in the States. Uh, 
about I think it was the weekend of the King holiday so that would be about late yeah about the weekend of the King the the not holiday uh, April 4th uh, is 52 years since Dr. King was assassinated so that weekend is around when they started saying like New Orleans and Chicago and then it became like a big massive everyday oh wow black people are being really heavily impacted it was about that for the end of the first week of April so when did you all start hearing reports that black people were being disproportionately impacted in the UK and then have you all been what they call essential workers Bally Mohinga she was an essential worker uh, this uh, rail worker in the UK who was spat on and later died uh, have you all been working from home have you all been working has it disrupted your uh, offspring's uh, schedule because I think we have parents uh, here as well at least a couple parents so uh, when did you start hearing the reports about the impact on black people and then how has it impacted your your life and routine personally job wise uh, children wise etc <laughs> that word again uh, let's see let's start um, is that Mary yeah, sorry, I'll, I'll just be very quick. It was about a week after the Americans said it. So you can see what the media is doing all across the world. It, it started off, oh, Amer- African-Americans are disproportionately affected. And then shortly thereafter, the English media said started saying the same thing. And for me, um, I'm not a key worker. I've been able to work from home okay, because in my sector, they kind of, have uh, indicated that they were going to do that anyway so it's been it's been fine I've been able to work and whatnot and I've been working for myself for nearly a decade so I've not been panicking or anything like that so I've been able to get work right on so she said about a week after that's the first full week in April uh, like the 5th through the 14th Uh, let's see Uh, June Yeah, hi for me. Yeah, it was a similar experience, actually. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't long after um, the Americans as well that I saw. It did, I, I can't actually remember that much time when they weren't talking about black people being more dispro- uh, disproportionately affected by it. Um, so, yeah, it's it's something that's kind of crept up. And, I, you know, I think it's an easy, you know, it's an easy scapegoat as well, I think. You know, I mean, yes, black people are being disproportionately affected by it, but I think it's convenient as well for white people to start saying that about us. And, and, and you know, it's, it's just another opportunity to kind of um, to put all their fear about it on us. So it's, not, it's nothing to do with us. It's, gonna, it's only happening to black people or whatever. So it's convenient as well for them to do that. Um, I mean, for me personally, I, um, I worked uh, part-time in an addiction centre um so that kind of um i haven't been back since because it was in south london and i and i live in north london um but the other work that i do as you know is um you know i teach um african-centered self-care self-love um empowerment and i talk about addiction as it relates to um black people as well or recovery as it relates to black people so to be honest with you this has been an absolute blessing for me because i've just had the opportunity to you know do a lot more live streams um, I've been able to serve a lot more people. There's been a lot of people that have reached out to me that are struggling with different things. So I've just kind of used the lockdown to um, to serve the community, to serve the community because it's needed. Um, this week is so. What day is it? Sunday today, isn't it? So this week um, is Mental Health Week in the UK. So 
Um, I'm planning on doing a series of live streams on racial stress and depression and, um, yeah, just giving people tools and stuff like that that they can use in order to kind of deal with it because I know that it has been really hard and, and a lot of the people that I've been working with have really been struggling with the anger and stuff like that around what's happening, not just what's happening disproportionately, but just seeing all of the violence and stuff that's that's being kind of put on us again. It's kind of like black people have once again become the scapegoats for the globe. For any time white people get upset about things, black people become the scapegoats. And so the fact that we're seeing, you know, more black people being... Um, murdered in the US and then obviously the stuff with the, the sister in, in Victoria who who uh, was spat on and died and the disproportionate stuff it's just some people are just getting really really overwhelmed so I've just been using uh, you know the services that I have and the tools that I have to you know to, to kind of give people tools that they can do at home to deal with their own racial stress um, I have a daughter she's 12 and um, I've been homeschooling her and um, taking care of her and yeah, so that's that's kind of been really good for our relationship, um, and um, it's been it's actually been quite nice. I've actually been able to just hang out with her a bit more and kind of get to know more about what she needs, and it's actually given me an opportunity to reflect a lot more on how I can continue to empower her as a young black woman, as a young black girl. Um, so yeah, it's for me. I mean, obviously, it's been horrendous in terms of seeing all the violence and and um, all of the stress and all of that. But in another way, it's been an opportunity for me to serve and, and to serve my community. Um, so it's, it's actually, it's, it's been bittersweet for me. But, you know, as long as I'm able to continue to serve the community with what I'm doing, then for me, it's, it's a win, you know, and just tr trying to share with people, you know, what they can do while lockdown, what lockdown to empower themselves. And, um, yeah, just, just trying to do the best I can and just serve, you know, serve those that, that reach out to me. So it's been a mixed bag for me, but I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm trying to take a really horrible situation and trying to use it to empower other people. Wow. Spectacular. JuneAllen.net live streams this week. JuneAllen.net. Uh, now that is, uh, that is fascinating. Uh, one, just outstanding black self-respect taking advantage to help out uh, other black people who are reaching out and helping them deal with their stress and anxiety from all of this and uh, working with your 12 year old and empowering young black girl. Like mm. that's awesome. That is a pluses all the way through Dr. Welsing would be so proud. Um, mm. But I, we talked with our black male listener in China on Friday and he said he mentioned Ahmad Arbery, uh, Breonna Taylor, the uh, shootings that they've been talking about a lot. Uh, so, so, wow, they're talking about this all over the world. OK, which was not a big surprise because I went to the BBC and they had a big picture of Ahmad Arbery on the front page. It's like, wow, OK, they want to talk about this everywhere. And he said, man, I knew it was going to happen. You get in, in the chaos of, of the COVID-19 pandemic and white people could just say that they're anxious and go out and shoot black people. And I said, wait a minute. Uh, both of these cases happened months ago. Like Ahmad Arbery was shot in February. We were not taking the coronavirus was not an issue here in February. There was no lockdown. There was no nothing like everybody was going out having fun doing parties and all the rest of it so that was just normal everyday white supremacy racism that has absolutely nothing to do with the coronavirus same thing for Breonna Taylor now that happened uh, a little bit later in March but still 
for the most part, the lockdowns and all that stuff were not what they are now. People were still saying, you know, this is not a big deal, blah, blah, blah. So neither one of those incidents is Rona related in any way. That's just daily operations of white supremacy. I think that's important just to make sure that doesn't get pushed into the narrative that that was, oh, they were just stressed. You couldn't get toilet paper so that. Nope, not at all. Uh, Andrew. How has it impacted you? Uh, I think you're a parent as well. So how has it impacted you as a parent? And then, you know, have you been working from home or all that? Yeah, it's many ways, many ways. Um, I mean, as a teacher, um, for the first, well, well, I mean, to be honest, I was off work for seven days because I just, I just felt ill. Um, uh, I, I mean, I don't, I mean, obviously at the time there, there were no tests, but um, I, th- I thought it was a flu or a cold, you know, but I mean, it's hard to tell, right? Because, you know, you don't, there's no test. So my muscles felt weak in a way that, you know, you don't, I don't normally get from jogging or, or playing, doing, you know, playing capoeira. So, I mean, um, so I, I took a week off and I felt okay after that week. Um, my mum got very ill about two weeks after that. It was around my mum's house. Also around my brother's house, my brother and his wife looking after mum she got quite bad actually and we the we, they had to call the ambulance but the ambulance people said listen if we take her in they're gonna have to put her on the corona ward so so they decided to not take her in um and she's better now thank god so but you know she's spent from you know for the last four weeks she's just been at uh, my brother and he and and his wife's house Basically, I mean, she, you know, I mean, she, she's a hell of a lot better now. You know, honestly, you know, she's really bad. Um, as well as that, um, obviously, you know, my son's not not at school. Um, he's at home. Um, like everybody, you know, I mean, in this country, um, basically, the kids have all been off school, except for key worker kids. And, you know, because I work in a pupil referral unit, which is like a, um, a school for students with with different types of need uh, not just behavioral but psychological you know autistic aspergers adhd um uh, self-harmers um uh and uh, uh, mentally ill kids all different types of kids um so we've had but, but even those kids i see a lot of kids a lot of parents don't want their kids to to go in which is which is I mean, it's obvious why, because obviously if they go in there mixed with a whole heap of other kids, you don't know what the kids are bringing home. Um, and you may live with an elderly family member, right? So you don't want your children going in and then obviously, you know, bringing stuff home. Obviously, you know, I mean, as a teacher or teaching assistant, you may be in a high-risk group yourself. You know, a friend of mine at work, he's he's in, he's in his mid-50s, he's in a high risk group. So when all this started, he was one of the first people to, to, to go home, not come in at all. The likes, some of our teachers, we've been going in, in my school, we've been going in every other week. Um, and being around, you know, we've had about four, five, six kids going in. <clears throat> in my opinion, it's not worth our whole opening up school, but because it's key workers and, and, you know, some of those kids, it's better to be at school and be at home because that's the environment that they're, you know, that they're, that they're living in. Um, so we've opened up the school, but obviously, you know, I mean, 
there's big issues with primary schools opening up. You know, Boris Johnson, in his wisdom, wants to thinks it's a good idea to open up the school. I think I think he's a, he wants the first of June. But apparently, I've not I've not read the newspapers here, but I've seen on the front of the newspapers that the unions have not agreed to it. Teaching unions, the two biggest ones, have just not agreed to it. So 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 that's a showdown waiting to happen. Um, you p- parents are anxious. Everybody's anxious, basically. But the other side of it, I'll be honest with you, it's been great for me because, I mean, I've been off work and I've been able to focus on other areas of my life outside of work. So just little things like my, again, doing more capoeira. It's all on Zoom, you know, so we do that on Zoom. Um, you know, we've run a couple of um, uh, men's sessions. Um, we, we run a men's ministry um, in fact, we had a, um, uh, African American doctor, Dr. George C. Fraser. Uh, he, I don't know if you've heard of him, Gus. We've had him on a couple of times from the States. And, um, I mean, these, those two sessions have been quite good. Um, um, uh, you know, we had loads of guys for the last couple of weeks on, on both. Um, and, um, just, just, uh, just other things really. Because you can't go out and do what you normally do, you've got to focus on yourself. So you've got to, you know, got to cook because there's no fast food open. You've got to, the only exercise is to watch TV or go out and exercise, go off, go for a run or do one online stuff. Or, and so you've had people doing little courses and bits and people, my friends anyway. And, um, so, so those bits have been, I think, quite positive. The, the only problem is, is that if you're self-employed, then, and, and your living requires you to, for people to hire you to go around there, you know, whatever that might be. So a lot of self-employed people are, 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 it's been a little bit more tricky. Do you know what I mean? For various reasons, you know, if you don't submit accurate tax returns, then, cause I hear that the government is giving you 80% of what you can prove. Right. But obviously if you've been not, if you've been, if you've been a bit skimming on your tax return, then that's a problem straight away. So, so a lot of, some people have had to, a lot of builders have been going out to, to, to work still and you know stuff like that certain professions but in my profession obviously i can stay home and still get paid except for i'm going in every other week three half days a week um i'm going in next week i don't want to go in because obviously you're around kids you don't know where they've come from they don't know where you've come from to be quite fair um so so that's uh you know th- that's the dodgy part of all of this but um i've loved going out jogging i've loved um training my brain i've loved planning my life it's a brilliant time to plan where you're going um you know and to look at different areas of your life and uh and um and all, all of those things i think have been really really positive for me and anyone that i speak to who's been doing that you know um, you know so yeah wow context of white supremacy uh the yoga that is one I've recommended certainly if you can get out. I know we've had some parents who have done the exact same brilliant thing that uh, Mr. Andrew just talked about getting outside. And re- matter of fact, retired firefighter in Florida. I think he might be hanging out listening in. Uh, he said he was doing that with his offspring. He said they uh, were trying to go out to uh, use the track, but it was closed. Uh, so he said, we'll just run in the neighborhood. We got a sidewalk right here. We'll do a little jogging uh, to get a little exercise in. Spectacular. You can do yoga as well. You don't feel like you can go out and run safely. You can go right inside. They got, I mean, like loads 
of videos online that are free. You can go on YouTube and other website. I mean, it's tons and tons and tons and tons like fast, slow, all of the above. So absolutely make sure you do some cooking. Said that before, get some exercise in, um, the, with the schools, uh, portion, you said, uh, Boris Johnson, who did not die from the Rona, uh, is still recuperating, but he said himself, like he thought it was a bit dodgy for him. Like he didn't know for a second. Uh, the, he said schools starting back in June, uh, we had Toyin, I begged to on the program on Tuesday. He's out there with you all, uh, in the UK. And he said, absolutely not. I'm not sending my child back to school until they have tests, uh, for everybody, all of the teachers, uh, the students like no way, like until they have that net, not keeping my child at home. We'll just be doing homeschooling or working out a different program. Uh, like what, I guess, what sort of protocol would you need to see from the schools for you to feel safe sending your child back? Well, I mean, for me, uh, I just want to big up Toyin, by the way, um, you, know, you know, the way he stood up in Parliament a few years ago and said, not in my name. Brilliant. <laughs> totally brilliant. But um, but yeah, for, for, as far, for me, um, if I'm really honest, a cure. <laughs> you know, there, there has to be a cure. I mean, you know, there's no point sending your kid into school unless there's a cure because you see because the thing is you you send your kid into school that means your kid can't come around his grandparents it's as simple as that you can't you can't send your child to school and then have your kid go around your elderly grandparents or um or um you, you know i mean um or even just anyone who's who's got an underlying health issue because, you know, there's people in their late 40s and 50s that have got underlying health issues, diabetes, high blood pressure. It could be anything, really. Do you know what I mean? You know, so, I mean, um, you, know, you know, young, you know, in this country anyway, um, it doesn't seem to affect the young people as much as it does the elderly or people with underlying health issues, which seems to be an older group. You know, there's less children with underlying health issues. Right. So, I mean. Yeah, you know, so there has to be a cure, you know, just because the government wants, sorry, just because Boris Johnson, who's a Tory, wants um, the wheels of industry to start grinding again to make money, right, and he doesn't care who dies, right, <laughs> do you know what I mean, you know, you know, you know, getting, just like Donald Trump, getting things cracking again and going again and making money just to, just to exploit the masses, you know, I'm not, I'm not a socialist, but to exploit the masses, right, he wants that going again. So therefore, you know, the, you know, the plebeians, the plebs, you know, the working classes, they, they pick me, their children have to go back to school, you know, and that's really what that one's all about. He doesn't care how many kids are crammed into a little small classroom as long as long as the as long as their parents can go can go on back to work and do whatever they do there, you know. And so, you know, thank God parents are more savvy and especially the teaching unions anyway you know it's just like you have boris johnson you have to do this you have to do that you have to get that in place you have to you know you have to um uh, um uh, uh be you know you have to basically guarantee right that x amount of kids are going to be in the classroom to be quite honest with you you can't you shouldn't really have more than three or four kids in a classroom and it should be done by the size of the room as well three kids in the class with one teacher no school can operate like that you know what I mean? So really, it's, it's got to be a cure. And that's it, in my opinion. Hmm. Uh, net live streaming this week. June Allen, you also are a parent. 
um, 12 year old black girl, uh, are you going to just, yeah. you said the homeschooling is going great. So are you just going to stick with that or are you going to change things up uh, depending on the school situation? You know what? There's a couple of things for me. There's a couple of things for me. I very much agree um, with what Andrew was Andrew, Andrew was saying. Um, I think they're just they they're just doing it because they want the um, the economy to start up again. And um, it's interesting because I think the whole thing around black people disproportionately dying is actually going to get worse because obviously you know we're gonna uh, there's a lot of black people that um, have to go on public transport and all of that. And these are the areas what they're telling people to avoid. You know, so with black people going back to work to get the economy going again, it means they're going to have to risk themselves and go on public transport and all the rest of it. So that's that's going to get worse for a start off. So there's no way, <laughs> there's no way that, um, yeah, I, I just think that they're, they're, they're just trying to be very sly about doing it. But I'm not sending my daughter back to school. She's not supposed to be uh, going back to school until September anyway, according to what they're saying. But the other point that I wanted to make, um, for me, it's not just about the coronavirus. It's the fact that, do I really, I mean, I've always kind of secretly wanted to homeschool my daughter anyway, but I just didn't know how I was going to do it. I didn't know how it was going to happen. So this situation has actually forced me into a, into a situation to actually see what it would look like and feel like. So I'm having serious conversations with myself, not just because of the safety issues around coronavirus, but actually this is an opportunity to actually teach my child. I've been looking online at, um, there's a, there's a black brother that does, um, that does an online school, which is, you know, they, they can do the classes live. And not only do they teach maths, maths and English and all the rest of it, but they also teach black history and stuff like that. So I, at the moment, I'm researching what that would look like for me to do some and for her to have some structured classes online and, and thinking about actually not, not sending her back at all. What, what would that look like? Because at the end of the day, you know, my daughter's like this, the, the school that she goes to is not not that mixed and it, it was always a concern for me anyway sending her into that environment there's one part of me that's like okay we can also use that as a as an opportunity to teach her about white supremacy as well so and we've had loads of conversations about stuff like that um but then there's also the part of me that's like well i don't want to send her to school you know and be traumatized by the whole experience of being the only you know the only not very many black children in her year because that's that's also something that's quite quite painful and challenging for her to 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 look at as well and we've had we've also had those conversations so um yeah i think that this is an this again for me this is the universe saying to me look this is an opportunity for you to look at a different way to educate your child so don't just look at it in terms of the coronavirus and the, the 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 way that it's unsafe i get that and that is part of the conversation but for me you know, a bigger conversation is, well, actually, is my child going to be better off being taught at home with other kids that look like her, where she's actually learning more about who she is as a black girl, as opposed to sending her to a European school where she's not going to, she's not going to get the same, she's not going to get the same. So it's actually a much bigger conversation for me, but I'm not going to say, I'm not sending her back any, at the moment, I've got a few months to, to, to kind of process it and think about you know how that's going to work um because she's not officially due to go back in september but i won't be sending her back if it's not if it's not you know if there's not a cure and stuff either but again there's the whole thing around the vaccines and you know i just that's a whole nother conversation um so yeah i just don't trust it i don't trust it at all you know so yeah i'll have to it's, it's something that i will have to keep talking about but my gut is like my gut wants to homeschool. That's 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 my feeling on it. 
but we'll see. We'll have to see. Mm. Spectacular. Yeah. Spectacular. Listen to that good mm. instinct. Love it. The homeschooling program with uh, the resources online. There's so many resources online now, too, that can help out with that endeavor. But, yeah, if you have the time to think about it and plan it all out for this autumn, yeah. that is a spectacular choice. Um, mm. I'll uh, tell our listeners again, this is not our normal program. So we only have about 30 minutes left. Uh, take advantage if you would like to get a question in for any of our folks across the pond. Uh, we here in the States have had robust uh, protests, uh, sometimes with thousands of white people. Sometimes it's been smaller uh, and it's been across the country, as they say, uh, South Carolina, here in Washington State, where I am, they had 2,000 white people out at the state capitol uh, a few weeks back protesting the stay-at-home orders. Uh, they had white people in South Carolina protesting the closure of gun shops. They had white people in California protesting uh, the closure of the beaches. Uh, it has been just amazing uh the white defiance uh and racism that has been on display they've had racist signs uh at some of these rallies uh they've been armed frequently they accosted a black family uh some of these protesters while they were out this past weekend uh have you all in the uk uh had white protesters like white mobs out you know Boris Johnson, open things up, you know, good coon, calling them names and that sort of thing. Has that been happening uh, in the UK? And has that gotten attention? Uh, what's been happening with the white press protesters? Has that been given the same amount of attention as like Ahmad Arbery over there? Uh, let's see. Uh, I don't know. Mary? Um, no, we haven't. But uh, because I don't subscribe to mainstream media, I'm very well versed on what's been happening with Judge Olu Stevens, the other judge that um, tackled that white hairdresser. Black judges are upholding the the law and the white reversal on um, punishing white people. I'm, I'm very well versed in that and that's because of, you know, non-mainstream white media that I don't listen to. But as, as from... Uh, mob mentality over here I personally haven't seen that but I've been I'm very well versed on what's going on in the states with you know the shootings and everything like that but I'm also seeing a bit of pushback from black people which is very encouraging and uh, the call to get tooled up and just to start busting on people instead of crying and marching and doing all of that the straight start Spraying on people and and that be that and as um I don't know if this sounds sick and to be honest with you I don't care um my well wishes go out to um that brother that's about to be sentenced for killing those four white people because he was tired of racism you reap what you sow so yeah who is it that's about to be sentenced I guess I can check online uh you don't remember his name? It's, it's a guy. I don't remember which. I don't remember his name. Um, he basically was sick of racism, and he just started peeling people off. And he's just in a courtroom, like, okay, um, yeah, it is what it is. Sentence me. I don't really care. It's, it's the consequence of what you do. Um, 
if you see, if you do a quick Google search for it, he's got dreadlocks and his picture looks like, I really don't care that I killed those people because, yeah, you, you made it, you made it like this and they have made it like this. So my thoughts go out to him. And also to Brianna, um, Brianna's uh, boyfriend who did what he's supposed to do as a, a black man and a protector, which is to just start busting on people who go up into your house without any warning. You're supposed to protect yourself. And the same goes for Shannon Brown. They didn't ask any questions. They arrested him after these white strangers walked into his house talking about there's a for sale sign outside. We don't know who they are. He was right to, to shoot first and ask later. That's, that's just how it is now. Same rules for you and I. You may try and stop me from doing that, but the more people react the way that they did, the better. I know frequently uh, counter-violence uh, for non-white people ends up not being codified. Uh, no frequently we were just somebody just sent me uh photographs it was christopher dorner and uh it was a number of black people who had resorted to counterviolence, and somehow it ends up being a lot of black people uh that end up being harmed or killed sometimes even christopher dorner uh, allegedly killed a black person and a non-white person uh hope folks can be codified if they resort to counterviolence, where all of the harm is directed at racists no non-white people should be harmed, be codified. Uh, let's see. Uh, Andrew, have you all had any of the white mobs uh, out protesting the government uh, shutdown? Not that I've seen. I've seen stuff in the newspapers and on the news, um, you know, but I've not seen white mobs. I mean, I'm, I, 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 I mean uh, to be honest with you, Gus, um, uh, other than the damage done to African heritage people in this country. I've not really been, um, I've, I've just, every time I've seen some Corona stuff on TV, I've just been turning over, uh, over the, the last couple of weeks because they're not saying, because nothing's been said, you, you, nothing's been said new. But the only new thing was, it was a whole thing about, uh, African heritage people dying in, in crazy numbers, especially frontline staff. Um, but in terms of white mobs running around, I've, I've only seen that in America. I've only seen white people going bonkers in America saying we need to get back to work. We need to get back to work. Um, I'm assuming because either they want people, either they, either they're not earning any money or because um, they, they've got small businesses or something like that. And no one, and, and yeah, yeah. And, and either they're not, can't go to work, not earning any money or they've been laid off or some such thing. Um, but I've not seen that in this country. You know, I've not seen that in this country. Interesting that, that that's, I've not seen it. I'd like to see it. I'd like to see white people running around going bonkers. Um, but um, I've got a feeling that they're not running around going bonkers because you've got two groups of white people here. You've got white-collar workers. Most white people in this country are white-collar workers, meaning, you know, that they earn decent salaries, work from home, they get paid anyway, whether they're going to work or not. The, the whites that... Don't that are not white collar workers. A lot of them seem to be like tradespeople, and a lot of them are still working. A lot of them, what I've seen, are still running around doing, doing like builders and this kind of thing. They're still they're still running around working. Um, 
the ones that work on front line or, you know, like in hospitals and stuff, they've stuck all the black people out front. They're the, the whites are in the office and they've told all the blacks to go and work on the front desks and, and you know, the bus driving, all the buses and all the rest of it. So while they're around the back, you know, they're in the manager, they're, they're the bus driver managers and they sent all the darkies out to, to die. So, um, so in all three cases, I think they're, I think they're more happy from what I can see. And then you've got the other ones that are collecting social security. You know, they're getting money off the government, which enables them to stay at home anyway. Right. So, um, so maybe I'm wrong, but that, that's, that's kind of the way I see it. Uh, hey, I'm of the opinion that many times, and I had this view even before all of this with the virus, that many times uh, individuals classified as white, they will whine and moan and complain about being broke or lots of problems uh, when none of that is true. Uh, they do this on a regular, they will even whine and say that they're victims of racism. So, just because a white person is pouting and shouting and whining uh, about problems or being broke or any of that, uh, I don't necessarily believe that to be true. Uh, I think sometimes they will just complain uh, and great, particularly if it's an opportunity where they can break out a firearm, like, oh man, you had me at firearm. <laughs> like, let's do it. Let's go protest. Uh, particularly here, apparently, this is just a U.S. thing uh, with whites that are here. So maybe this is not a worldwide thing, but the white people in the States, like, Oh, yeah. Opportunity to get a gun and go out. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Like It was 2000 people uh, in Washington state. It's been and it's been everywhere in Michigan. It's been all over. It's not in the south. It's not in the east coast. It's been all over California. They were protesting about the beaches being open like anyway. Um, yeah, I, I, it could be. I'm sure that there are some white business owners who are upset, like, you know, you've messed up our profits for the year or, you know, some white workers, you've messed things up. And I'm sure that that is some segment. But I also think there are a substantial number of whites. They are not running out of toilet paper. They are not going to be broke. They're not going to lose their business. They are just defiant. They are accustomed. I am white and you don't tell me what to do. I do what I want. I close the business if I want. You're not going to tell me to wear a mask. You're not going to tell me to stay at home. You're not going to tell me to stay. That is racist man, racist woman, racist child, and particularly opportunity to flex brandish my firearm. I know they got different gun laws around the world, but he, oh man, it is open, uh, open gun laws, open carry. <sighs> Mother's Day, I'm not toting flowers. I'm toting my Sig Sour. Let's get out here. What are we protesting about? Yeah, we're protesting about the, uh, the what is it? Yeah, the shutdown. Yeah, that's it. The shutdown. Uh, let's see. Did uh, I'll check again for folks on the line. Again, we have about 15 minutes left for folks on the line. If you all have any questions that you want to make sure uh, that you get in. Uh, do you all have, I guess, any suggestions? I think that was one of the questions that Andrew was talking about in terms of, of either your recommendations, things that you're encouraging people that you care about uh, since they're saying black people are being hit hard uh, by the virus. Probably a lot of racism, white supremacy uh, in all of that in a variety of ways. Any recommendations to black people to try to keep themselves uh, safe from the virus and or racism, white supremacy in the midst of all of this? Uh, let's see. I'll start with Mary. Any suggestions for black people? Yeah, if you, if you can, just stay away from Caucasians as much as possible because... You know, historically, we're not people who don't know how to bathe, wash, and uh, all the rest of it. So as as much as possible, just 
stay with your own kinfolk and, you know, try your best to just stay away from them. I, I don't see what else there is to be done. And even when this um, whole thing is done, try and keep a, a healthy distance because I, I notice even when I, you know, because I have to go and get food when I'm at the supermarket, people will see me and move further over. I'm not offended. I thank you from the depths of my heart that you're staying away from me because God knows what you've got going on in your system. I don't want any parts of it. So where possible, just stay away from them. Just stay with who you know. Typically, we're very clean. So if we're getting infected, it's not from us. It's from other people who are used to cooking cats and dogs and rats and from other races who don't know how to clean themselves. So those are my recommendations. Uh, let's see. Uh, Andrew. Um, sorry, Gus, what's the question? Is it uh, what we can do during this uh, during this time? Recommendations for black people to try to keep themselves uh, safe from the virus and or racism, white supremacy. Right. OK, got you. Got you. Um, right. OK. So for me. Um, stay away from white people. Right, as much as possible. For some of us, that's hard because obviously we've got to go to, you know, a lot of us are frontline workers. So a lot of us have to, sadly, travel on the tube and, and this, that and the other. Um, Sadiq Khan in London got rid of the congestion charge. That's when you've got to pay to drive into central London. Apparently, it's coming back the middle of next month now. So that means that all African heritage people, black people that were driving into work, right now have to take public transport to get into work right so that's a that's a massive problem so if you can stay off work stay off work if you have to go into work drive if you can't drive cycle or walk if you can walk into work i mean if you don't live a million miles from where you work um but if you could stay off work i'd say stay off work um also Try to be as healthy as you possibly can. I mean, you know, if you've got underlying health issues, flag it up to your workplace. Tell your union. Just, just make it. I'd be very surprised if, if, if you've got underlying health issues, if you then have to go into work anyway, right? So I think you should make a big, 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 big sing and dance about that to your workplace. Tell the union, I can't go in. I'm sick. My, 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 I got this. I got that. No, you're going to kill me if I go in. I'm going to die. I can't go nowhere. You have to pay me to stay at home. I can't move from, from my couch. And obviously, go look after yourself. Eat right. Go out. Jog. All of those things. Keep Get your mind right. You know, exercise your brain. Read, right? Do all of those things, right? Um, also, um, ultimately... Um, some of us have to stay living in the countries where we are in in the Americas and in and in and in Europe, but travel home, travel back to Africa now and again. Make your holidays and make those links back home. Even if you just go there once a year, just make the because that's that's a psychological way of your brain to go somewhere and just be amongst people that just look like you. It just makes you mentally feel better. So make a beeline for anywhere on the continent. When you get there, you'll see some pervert Europeans there trying to molest children. Just, 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 you know, just tell them to go home if you have to and feel no way about that. 
but none especially if you go to the gambia right but you know none of this make you know try and try and you know make spend your money back home or with other africans anything that basically is good for your brain space you know try and do that as well you know and 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 also educate yourself in this time all of these things right that we can do whether it's yoga whether it's uh, doing courses that make sense anything you know you know and because that's good for your brain as well work that brain computer i just checked so the congestion charge is coming back with a vengeance they're bringing it back with a price increase so it's going from yes, 11 <laughs> it's coming back they got to make up for lost time i guess so it's coming back 1150 <laughs> that's what it was it's coming back and then they're going to bump it up to 15 pounds now for folks in the u.s that's 18 about 1820 so nearly 20 dollars u.s uh that's their uh congestion charge to try to discourage folks from, you know, getting in the old automobile and, you know, more uh, carbon and pollution and all the rest of it. So they say, um, wow, that is super expensive. So, yes, I, I can see you will have a lot of victims of racism who do not want to or do not have uh, 15 euro or 15 pounds, excuse me, uh, to fork over for congestion. They will be packed in tightly uh, on the two masks. Are you all doing the mask thing? Because we had some cows listeners who thought that that was ridiculous and stupid and unnecessary, uh, as our president did as well. Um, are you all doing masks or no? I, I, I must say, um, I'm not. Um, well, why am I not? I, I'm not because I think, I mean, two, two things. To be quite honest with you, if I if I had underlying health issues, I, I would, you know, if I knew I was diabetic or had high blood pressure or something else, I would. If I was of a certain age, I would. Um, and I think everybody should who has any of those things. And, and you know, and, and even if you're younger, yeah, fine. You know, I think it's a good idea. The only problem is, and, you know, OK, so you got in this country, we have something called the FFP3 standard of mask, right? And so that stops against viruses, you know. And then you've got, so, so most people do not have that standard of mask. When you see people wearing masks, they're not wearing the FFP3 standard. They're wearing something that does not protect you against the virus. It protects you against, if someone, against liquid. Uh, so I've been told, you know, like if someone, um, uh, I don't know, um, uh, um, uh, sneezes and liquid comes out, or it, it gives you something, I think. But it doesn't protect you against it. It's not. It's it's not the one that they have on the Corona ward. You know they have the FFP3 standard. But that you know that only came in into hospitals just not so long ago. So you know, but everyone's wearing some. A lot of people are wearing bikes. You know, like masks that, that a cyclist would wear. You know, that they look nice. But I'm not sure how 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 much protection it gives you. So 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 I'm not. I've seen loads of people wearing them. But then you're meant to wash them. A lot of people are just are just are just wearing them, put touching them, pulling them down, wearing them all day. How much good is it actually doing for you? I'm not I'm not I'm not clear about that. I'd never say not to wear one, but but I'm just not clear of what it's doing for you. That's all I would say. Got it. I was looking at the FFP3 mask online that looks uh serious they they even reported talking about cleaning the mask they reported that some people uh have poisoned themselves trying to clean the mask 
chaos has abounded throughout all of this. Uh, are you doing the mask, uh, June Allen? Doing the mask? Yay, nay? Uh, no, I'm not actually. But, um, you know, I, I also agree that if, you know, if I had an underlying health issue or something, I probably would. Um, but, yeah, it's again, it's a thing of there's so many different types and is it really doing anything? I don't know. But, yeah, I think if I if I had something seriously wrong, um, then I probably would. I'd probably invest in in uh, you know some some space age type thing. I don't know. I don't even know the names of them or whatever. But um, yeah, I'm not really. I mean, I to be to be fair, I don't really go out that much. I really I try not going out at all because I'm quite happy at home in my nice little black world. <laughs> I don't have to go out and see any white people. I can just stay at home, you know. So I'm quite happy to not. You know, any time I go out is if I need to go and buy food. But apart from that. Um, I don't really go out, so I'm not really, yeah, the mask thing is not really a thing for me, and I don't, yeah, I don't go out enough to be able to, to warn it, and I'm not, I'm not sort of in that vulnerable group, so I don't, I don't do it, but yeah, I think people should if they feel that it's for them, but for me, it's just, yeah, I'm not, I don't, I haven't been doing it, yeah. Minimize contact, I love it, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> best thing you can do stay safe uh mary are you doing mask yay nay no i'm not um it's the same with what andrew was saying and, and what june's saying is that um the masks are just those flimsy ones that you see at the dentist to prevent someone from smelling your breath it's just it's not worth it you, i don't see anything that people are doing that would prevent you from catching it. So I've I've not been doing that. And I only go out really just to buy food and that's it. And they have a two meter rule over here. Not that anyone's really observing that too much, but um, no, nah, I've not bothered for, with the mask from the beginning. Um, and I wouldn't really know where to, to get a decent one right now either, because there's a lot of profiteering and scalping going on. So, yeah, no, I've not been bothering at all. Hmm. You said uh, you only really go to the store and they have the two meter rule at the store, but they're not really observing it. Like they're not taking it serious Like uh, at the grocery store. Are they limiting the number of people in the store or like do they have because uh, like here in the States, they have. Uh, so that when you go to pay for your items they have like stickers on the floor that are spaced out so it would be like sticker on the floor two meter space another sticker to make sure that everybody's distance are they doing that or no yeah they do have that and they have screens at the tills as well but it's about the people in the store who are shopping that come right by you i had an argument with some indian woman about her being too close to me you know um people are just gonna you can't really control them they're gonna do whatever they want to do the, the main thing is that you try and protect yourself so you might end up arguing with someone like i did but yeah people i i especially don't get the fascination with other groups of people wanting to come so close to you but they just do not respect privacy or distance in here and i'll give an example there's a store here called sainsbury's i was there on wednesday and they were just doing whatever. There was no social distancing. They were coming right by you like it's just any normal day. So, 
you know, they, they want to do what they want to do. So in a way you could see that as white rebellion, but they're just doing whatever out here. They, they, they'll stand outside and queue with two meters, but as soon as they get inside the store, it's just like to hell with it. I'm just going to roam around and come right by you. And yeah, it's, it's mental. Wow. Stay in the house. I have been saying that uh, frequently throughout all of this uh, for many reasons. Uh, thankfully, I guess you all don't have the armed white problem, uh, but man, try to stay in if you can uh, to avoid all of the hostilities and conflict. Uh, a black female uh, was killed. She was elderly, too. She was in a hospital. She was 86 years old. She was in a hospital. They said she uh, just got confused and she uh, was trying to keep her balance. And she, she grabbed, I think it was a machine that was next to a different patient. Uh, it was a racist white woman. And uh, she struck her. I was like, get away from me. You got a social distance and struck her and knocked her down. And she ended up dying, uh, the black female. But it's been lots of those type of, you know, just really violent uh, volatile conflicts uh, around distancing out in public so yeah I would heavily encourage stay at home uh, get your groceries if you can bulk up so you don't have to do a whole lot of grocery trips uh, yeah grocery trips because it's been quite a bit of chaos at the grocery stores as well Has have the stores returned to normal over there or when you go is it still looking kind of barren and you know like you can't get toilet paper and, and the rest of it no, they're kind of. They're, it's okay now, actually. I've not. I've not um, had any any sort of um, trouble getting what I need. And I've been, like you said, I've been bulking up as well. I've been going to you know wholesale stores and just getting loads of you know crates of stuff and just stocking up so I don't have to keep going out and being around people. So that's what I'm doing. But that, yeah, that it seems to be back to normal now. I've not had any problems at all. I don't know if anyone else has experienced that, but yeah, and no, I seem to be able to get what I want. This is fine. Hmm. Yeah, same. I mean, I've been able. Yeah, I mean, eggs. The last couple, well, up until about a week ago, eggs seemed to be hard to get. But but there now, I even saw hand sanitizer in mm, the shop wow. today. Wow, you know, big jars of hand sanitizer. You know, um, so I, I, you know, so, so that I thought, I thought that was quite interesting, quite funny actually. Do you know what I mean? So uh, a lot of people went out, I think, and spent their month's wages about a month ago, five weeks ago, panic buying until they re- until they realize actually until they just run out of money, no more money to go and buy. But then the super, you know, the supermarkets basically just caught up. So, you know, right on, right on. Yeah. I think this, I've been saying that the supermarkets out here in uh, Seattle, Washington, they have been mostly back to normal toilet paper. I've seen hand sanitizer as well at a few spots and they still have buying limits on certain items, but for the most part, it looks mostly back to normal. Uh, I, tofu. I will say that tofu of all goofy things, uh, in Seattle, they have a lot of healthy, uh, race soldiers. So tofu and some other like health items have been a little scarce, uh, throughout all of the blenders, Frickin' blenders of all things. I have not heard anything uh, about COVID-19. And if you get a blender, uh, you can get your tonic and da-da-da. Maybe they know the African recipe and they got all the, the blenders to do it up. But blenders and tofu, those are things that we have lost with COVID-19 uh, in Seattle. Uh, retired firefighter in Florida, did you have a question for our international uh, participants? Uh, you should be with us, sir. 
Yes, sir. Greetings to to all across the Atlantic. Uh, just would like to uh, just want to inquire anyway uh, whether or not uh, public facilities such as public schools, uh, parks, uh, have they been uh, closed or altered in some way because of the virus? Uh, and as far as exercise, if they have been closed, uh, is there some sort of altered uh, practice that each of you have been and are doing as well as if you have offsprings uh, that you uh, have have uh, or encouraging for them to do. Okay. Uh, let's see. I know Andrew had, had talked about getting out and doing some jogging before. Uh, June, any, I guess it seemed like a kind of two-parter. Has it impacted uh, parks uh, and public places where you might do exercising in your area? And if so, have you come up with some sort of alternate means of getting some sort of exercise, physical activity in? Mm. Yeah, I mean, the, park, the, par- the park up where go, go, I live, go, go. it's... Can I be heard? Yes, ma'am. Can you hear me? Okay, okay, great. Um, yeah, the park near where I live, is, is the, that wasn't closed. So, you know, we're still able to go out uh, they closed off some bits of it, like where the pond is and stuff like that. But the, the, there's a main area where it's more like a forest. So we were still allowed to go out and, um, you know, walk around. And so you can, those are people out there jogging and stuff like that. But again, I try to avoid um, a lot of public places. And some of the stuff that I've been doing instead is um, like I have like a mini trampoline um, in, the, in, the, in my home. So I've been using that. And that's been quite good for getting rid of stress getting rid of anxiety and just obviously for general fitness I've been doing that um I also have been doing I do miss my hot yoga classes actually I love doing hot yoga so I do miss that um but I've been doing yoga online I don't know if anybody that's um that wants to do any really simple yoga classes I don't know if anybody's heard of a, a black woman called Faith Hunter um she's got some she's got a lot of uh, yoga classes online really really simple um from you know 30 minutes or you should want to do five 10 minutes it's fine but they're really simple so i do a lot of i do her um classes on um on youtube um so they're free obviously so that's that's kind of what i've been doing and i stretch and stuff sometimes as well um and i am going to maybe go out for a, a run just every now and then because i think i do need to i need to get my vitamin d in as well at the same time um but yeah that's kind of what i've been doing and they've just actually relaxed some of the lockdown measures here boris has just relaxed it now so where where before they were saying that people were only allowed to go out once a day to do exercise now they're saying that you can you can go out you know you can go out and exercise when you want now um from what i understand so they've you know they're giving people a bit more freedom now to go out but obviously the public places that like my yoga place and stuff like that before they're not going to open obviously because they still can't um because of the social distancing issues and all of that, they still work, they still won't allow those places to be open. But yeah, so it's been okay. I've just been, I've just tried to adapt. You know, if I can do it at home, I'll do it at home. Um, but I do need the vitamin D, so I will be getting going out and getting some more of that then. So yeah, I don't know if anyone else is um, what anyone else is doing around that. But yeah, that's that's kind of what I've been doing. Right on. Let's see, Mary. 
Do you want to give any thoughts on that question? Um, yeah, I mean, I think uh, June and Andrew covered the school's aspects of it early on in the program. With regards to exercising, as someone who has like, two gym memberships, I've really missed going to the gym and working out that way. I mean, I'm not really motivated to work out at home because that's my own personal space and it's not somewhere where I have the mentality to grind a workout at. But I've tried my best and I do street running as well. Um, but I've noticed that I put on some weight because of, you know, being dormant and in the house and all the rest of that. But I'm making a concerted effort to get that off me because it's not conducive to my health and also it doesn't look or feel right. Um, with regards to parks, <laughs> white people have been out here wilding out about that. They've been observing social distancing and they had to close them down, close the parks down for a while because of it, because people were just running all up in there on the weekend when the sun was shining. But um, as June pointed out, the Boris has uh, you know, tried to relax the restrictions and whatnot. So it's it's not it's not anywhere near back to normal at all. But it's they're, they're trying to do things. But also, you get the flavour that they're kind of making it up as they go along. The the guy's a bit of a blundering fool, and he's just making things up as he goes along. But with regards to healthcare, it's nowhere near the level of what I'm used to doing to or with my body but I'm trying my best to try to keep active whilst being immobile in a way right on uh, I think Andrew had okay. already, already shared about getting out and running with his uh, son and black self respect right there so yeah much obliged uh, retired firefighter uh we have done our time. Uh, hope it was worthy of everyone's time and energy. Our folks uh, across the pond and folks listening in live, uh, whether they called in or listening online. Uh, again, we should be here for two programs on Tuesday. White man, Dr. Peter Simi. Uh, he had written a book about white supremacy before all of this. And then he's been talking specifically about, uh, we started off with belly Mohinga, uh, there have been a number of reports. Dr. P.D. Simi talked about this racist white supremacist saying, give coronavirus to black people. If you get it, cough on them. So exactly what happened to Belly uh, Muhinga. Uh, there had been reports of this for at least a month before this incident happened. We talked about it. Some of our, uh, I think our listener in Chicago had said, we should be thinking about this. Are white people deliberately uh, giving this virus to black people? Dr. Peter Simi, he had talked about that. He had talked about the use of the term boogaloo. Racists referring to all of this and it, uh, the coronavirus pandemic potentially causing some sort of uh, shutdown and anarchy and looting in the streets over toilet paper and that type of thing uh, that the term racists have been using for this is the boogaloo. They're preparing for the boogaloo, getting their arms together for the boogaloo. We'll talk to Dr. Peter Simi about this on uh, 
Tuesday, that's program one, and then program two uh, will have Marquise Treve, black male. He was actually born in the States, but he's uh, been repatriated. He's been living in Brazil for some years now. He was on the program in 2017. We'll have him back. Uh, Brazil, as I said, now they are a so-called hotspot. Exact same thing they're saying in the UK. Uh, well, number one, they're just saying hotspot. Wow. Huge number of cases in Brazil. Uh, now I think they're in the top five in terms of most cases, most deaths. Uh, and Brazil, they have an enormous population of black people, more so than the U.S. Uh, and they've already said, oh, yeah, they are going to catch it in the favelas. A lot of the same things that we've discussed. Uh, essential workers, they don't have the luxury of being able to just work from home and telecommute and, you know, order packages online, get their groceries uh, from Amazon and all the rest of it. They don't have uh, that luxury uh, and they're in crowded conditions and racism is practiced against them and blah, 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 all the rest. Of, and uh, I believe even the president, they're doing the same thing that we've heard from Boris Johnson, Donald Trump. We're not shutting things down. Let's get back out there. Chop, chop. We're going to go to work. We're not doing all that, you know, for some virus and wearing a mask and all that goof. <laughs> Same attitude. Oh, well, lots of people going to die, it seems. Lots of people are dying. That's what they're reporting. Uh, but Marquis Treve, that'll be program two on Tuesday. Uh, looking forward to uh, hearing more reports. As I said, this is white supremacy. Racism is global. The virus pandemic, they say, is global. Great to hear what people are saying in different spots around the planet. Hopefully that can help cut down on some of the confusion. We can make better decisions, keep ourselves safe uh, and being more informed about white supremacy, racism, as well as the virus. That is Tuesday. Two programs. Counter racist grind. Thanks so much to uh, Mary. JuneAllen.net live streaming this week. June Allen and Andrew for hanging out, sharing some of what they have been experiencing with the virus uh, over in the United Kingdom. Uh, hopefully we'll be able to do it again uh, next month uh, and hopefully everyone will have drastically improved. Like there should be fewer lockdown restrictions and we'll be out getting things done, enjoying time with our offspring and hopefully doing productive things for summer of 2020. We will see. Uh, stay safe, everybody. Wash your hands. Continue. Man. Stay in the house. I can repeat that with global emphasis. Stay in the house, man. Sobriety is always encouraged. Keep our brain computer working. Stay in the house. Uh, this is not the time for just uh, careless joyriding and, you know, going outside to meander around as though there is no crisis. Uh, I guess, thankfully, if you're not in the United States, at least you might not have to worry about uh, armed racists uh, as much as those of us over here. Uh, but still, it's kind of dangerous uh, being out and about right now. I'd be very strategic if you have to go to the grocery store, if you have to go to work or, you know, whatever errand. This is what we're going to do. And then we're coming back. If there's any incident, if it looks like it's going to be conflict, man, I would be using logic and trying to get out of that situation as quickly and painlessly as possible. Very mindful uh, of that. It's just a lot of strife, anxiety uh, all over the planet right now. So I would be very, very mindful, particularly in the U.S. Uh, probably they've been saying so many times. Lots of whites have bought guns over the last 45 days. They're probably looking for an opportunity to use it. 
be mindful of that strategic when we go out we are sober buckled up you got all your information hand sanitizer whatever else if you are driving you are not on the cell phone Uh, just making sure no unnecessary stops Uh, try to do the little bit that we can to keep ourselves safe in a system of white supremacy racism particularly under these times they got white people snitching they said that the whole time looking out oh not observing the social distancing and all that and calling the police so strategic if we're going out at all and man super cautious mindful about what we're doing with that creator we ask that you help us remain patient under conditions of white supremacy patient with other black people victims of racism we ask that you help us remain patient with ourselves remind us to demonstrate the highest levels of black self-respect at all times in all places each and every time we are in contact with another black person it has been time replace white supremacy with justice immediately cows signing out thanks all for tuning in nigga you so brainwashed i'm a victim Your brother problem. You're a victim I'm a victim of 400 years of conditioning. Shut up. The man has programmed my conditioning. Mm-hmm. Even my conditioning has been conditioned. <laughs> lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.